Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales for real life, Mr. Sacred Serial Data and Serial Sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I have another fabulous comic. Brad Williams, you have done it all. You have a special coming out. Yes. You've been everywhere. You have a million shows. Yes. Welcome to Juicy Scoop. Your first time on Juicy Scoop. I'm popping my Juicy Scoop cherry, and I'm very excited about it. A bunch of my friends have done it. I've heard it's great. This is a lot like the first time I had sex. A lot of the friends, a lot of my friends have done it, and they told me how awesome it was and how great it is, and now I get to experience it for myself, and it'll probably be over way too quickly. I love it. <laughs> um... Now, I mean, a lot of people, you're very recognizable. A lot of people know you. You've had several specials. Yes. You have one coming out December 21st that you can watch on Veeps. Veeps, a brand Explain what Veeps new is. service. And before you say, like, oh, I don't have the money to pay for another streaming service, it's okay. Veeps, you go on there. It's specifically for concerts and comedy specials. A lot of bands do it. It was started by the Madden Brothers from Good Charlotte. Oh, and, cool. And uh, so... Let's say you want to uh, sit in your jam jams and be on the couch and watch a concert. Great. They got a lot of concerts, but they also have comedy specials. I've got one. It's called Starfish. It uh, came out on December 21st. Uh, why did I choose that date? Because that's the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. Get it? Okay. Marketing. <laughs> yes. Marketing. Shortest day of the year. It's not a short special, though. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, re- really happy for it. And uh, go to Veeps and veeps.com slash Brad Williams and watch the special. And when you get it, the money doesn't go to a, a very large corporation. No, money goes to moi. And uh, and uh, that helps me raise the Asian dwarf baby. I say Asian dwarf baby because I'm a dwarf. My wife is Asian. We, we made a kid together. Asian dwarf baby. So, yeah, uh, I don't know if how kid old or, is, How old is she? She's going to be four. Uh, uh, and, yeah, she's four on January 13th. And 
I'm I'm digging it. I like this age. She can talk. She can laugh. She can respond. She can tell me that she doesn't like something, which happens all too often. Yeah. And uh, it's fantastic. So I'm really enjoying be, being a dad right now. It's That's great. so awesome. Yay. I didn't know if I'd like it. I didn't know. Like, I, I didn't. I thought, you know, most comics were very... Uh, uh, let's be honest, uh, narcissistic and Mm -hmm. we're into ourselves and our careers and everything like that. Don't have time to put someone else first, but I'm digging the hole when, when I come home, like when I come home, yeah, let, yeah, let's, let's watch Bluey. Great. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to sit on the couch. I'm going to have a tea party. It's, it's great. I love that part of it where. I get to be the sort of pseudo celebrity on the road and then come home and I am nothing. <laughs> I'm just dad. It's great. Now, right before we started, you said that you have a nephew that now knows that you, his uncle, yes. might be a little bit yes. known. How, yes. how old is he? Uh, he's nine. And yeah. uh, uh, apparently, some parents at his school are letting him, are letting their kids watch my stand up, which. I don't advise. Uh, I, I'm not going to curse too much on this pod, but in my stand-up, not something that a nine-year-old should consume. I'm doing th- I'm doing theaters now. You can get all my dates at bradwilliamscomedy.com, and uh, theaters don't check IDs the way comedy clubs do. So yeah. there's a lot of parents that bring their like 11-year-old and be like, yeah, this is my 11-year-old. He loves your stuff. And I'm like, he shouldn't. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about things that are uh, probably, probably morphing his brain. But some of the kids in his school uh, 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 showed him a clip and said, oh, look at this funny comedian. And he goes, that's Uncle Brad. And everyone's like looking at him like, Uncle Brad, what? And so now he FaceTimed me last night, and I got a whole bunch of autographs that I got to do and photos. And I'm basically doing a cameo service for <laughs> my nephew where I'm like, all right, hey, Barry, what's going on? It's comedian Brad Williams, uncle of Liam. And, you know, just doing the whole thing. So uh, it's it, it's interesting. He's finding out, and he's seeing videos. He's hey, He has checked out my Instagram now. Does, where does he live? Uh, I'm not going to give away okay, that but, information. Uh, but I mean, not in... All good. Not in this neighborhood or not... Not in L.A., okay. but uh, L.A. adjacent. Okay, so oh, okay. So people are into the show business thing. Got it. And... Yeah, he 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 is getting a little bit of popularity from it, and I'm I'm fine with that. I'll help the kid out. I'll do all the cameos. I'll 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 wish little Aiden and Jaden and Caden happy birthday. <laughs> they're all they're all these Aiden, Jaden, Caden, Saden rhymes. It, it's madness, but I'm stoked for it. I I like the fact that my nephew now like oh that's what Uncle Brad does. Yeah, I go up in front of, of the hundreds, sometimes thousands of people, and and act like an idiot. It, it's great. Well, I have. I had a similar story, but it's like yeah. the opposite. Oh no! So my son is a junior at ASU, okay. and one thing I do for my, you know, so the other day he his friend called him mm-hmm. that he met in college, you know, knew sure. and he goes, "Dude, I came home to my mom's house, and I'm like, what is? Why is Drake? That's my son's name. Why is Drake in my house? Yeah. And he had our Christmas card, and he's like, wait, how is this? Well. My Patreon people get oh. a Christmas card from my family, okay. and his mom is a fan of mine, oh. but he had no idea 
that his friend that he met in college has a mom yes. who's a stand-up that his mom follows. Oh, wow. And so he's like, why the hell do you know this guy that I golf with at ASU, mom? Right. And she's like, oh, you're friends with Drake? That's Heather McDonald's son. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a whole It's a whole other generation. Yeah. Now. yeah. It, it, it's pretty amazing because you'll – I've heard interviews with, like – uh, rock stars, like huge rock stars that, yeah. I, that I love. And they talk about their kids like, oh, yeah, my dad's a Metallica. Uh, yeah. I'm like, your dad's a Metallica. That's madness. Yeah, why, yeah. Are, why aren't you like doing cartwheels every day? But it's just no yeah. matter who it is, it, it's just like once I'm not, you know, I'm 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 Uncle Brad. It's yeah. that, it, it's no big deal. It, it's and uh, uh, most of the time the family. You know, people come up to my wife all the time, like, "Oh, is he funny all the time?" And then my my wife will just roll her eyes, like, "Tries to be, be like, <laughs> tries it, uh, yeah." So great. it's just like it, it it's just it, it's just the normal, like it, it's just she's around it all the time, so it's not really special to her. And I'm sure Metallica's kids are around it all the time. It's like, yeah, Dave Grohl comes over sometimes, whatever. And it's like Dave Grohl comes over. Ah! Like, I'm freaking out, and now I'm sure your son's just like, oh wait, that thing that I thought mom just did in the in the well, basement. He, he, he now he knows. knows. Now well, he, he knows. always they've known for a while, but okay. um, yeah, they did, but they didn't really like. Now they're like they're adults, so they're yes. like, you know, my one son's a senior in high school, the other one's a junior in college. Okay, so now they're like they're part of it, and yeah. they even read the the mean stuff too, which is oh, kind no. of funny. Do, it's do they, kind of funny. Do they laugh at it or do they take it personal? No, we kind of laugh at it. Okay, good. Because I'm like, God, some of these people are really funny. These people, some of these people that hate me are like fucking hilarious. Sometimes they're good. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I see a joke about me and I'm like, all right, that one was actually solid. That that's the thing. People ask me all the time, like, oh, do you like dwarf jokes? Do you hate dwarf jokes? And I go, well, I built a career on it, so kind of like them. But I I just don't like bad ones. Like yeah. like if I. If I post one more tweet and someone puts in the comments, oh, that joke came up short, you think you're the first guy to ever write that? Oh, I came up short. I had Method Man tell me one time I came up short. Cool your jets, all right? That's not an original joke. But if you come up with an original one that's like, holy crap, I've never heard that before, I'm all about it. I, I Okay, a, a fan said this the other day. It's not really a joke about me, but I looked at it like, this is genius comedy. Um, I always refer to tall people in my act as uh, reachers. I call you guys reachers because if, well, let's go to the supermarket. You'll find out. And yes, yeah. <laughs> you guys are reachers. And I and I had a fan. <laughs> I have to be very careful when I say this word. You will understand in a second. He said, no, you should refer to tall people as biggers. With a B, hard B, biggers. And I was just like, that is so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, all these biggers out there. Like, that's that's hilarious. So I'm actually going to take that one from a fan. But very rarely well, what, does that actually what happen. What is the proper name? Uh, because... For tall people? <laughs> Advertise? I call them tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Reachers? Yes. Uh, no, like, what do oh, you... Oh, for me? For, yeah, because, I mean, it's like... Is it little people? Yeah, is it dwarfs? Yeah, yeah. What do you uh, prefer? Dwarf or little person is, are the ones that won't get you in trouble. Uh, midget's the one that gets everyone in trouble. Don't say that one. Me personally, I'm all about intent. Uh, I'll tell you this story. Um, I was in Odessa, Texas, and I did a show. And during the show, there was a guy that had to be kicked out of the club. 
uh, when the for show for being an asshole, or being yeah, too drunk, or yeah, both. All okay, all the above. Because some, and I'm sure you've gotten this. Sometimes you get people they they're yelling stuff out, and you slam them a couple of times. But then when they keep going, it's like okay, now we can't keep doing this. Yeah, you're like taking now, the you're yeah. ruining it for everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. So we had so we had to kick them out. Show goes great at the end. At the end of the show, I'm walking with the opening act uh, to our to our car, and we see uh, uh, headlights turn on from the parking lot, and it's a pickup truck, and the pickup truck starts racing across <gasps> the parking God. lot. A guy leans out the window and yells out, "Kill the dwarf!" <gasps> yeah. So at that point, I didn't stop and be like, "Well, thank you for using the correct terminology." <laughs> It wasn't the dwarf I had a problem with. It was more the kill the that I, I I had slight issues with. So uh, thankfully we hopped in the car, and uh, my buddy who was driving, who was the opening act, uh, he knows the trick of like you go and do like a uh, like a dirt kind of field, and you do some donuts, and then it kicks up a bunch of dust, and then you can't see, so then you just drive off then, and then and oh my and god, then, yeah, very. Very, very Dukes of Hazard. I grew up in Orange County. I did not know he grew up in Waco, Texas. This is a, this is a trick that apparently they learned there, and that so, you have to learn. Apparently, that's yeah, kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. We, and, and and my opening act that I was with that night is black, so he was just like, "Oh wow, someone's chasing after someone, not me. This is great." Like, uh, like, I can't, like, if the car had caught us, the guy the guy would have been like, yeah, we're not here for the black guy, we're here for the dwarf, which is like, oh, he, he would have been so relieved. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well... Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Okay, yeah. so you grew up in Orange County. Yeah, Orange County, California. Tell me a little bit about your life, siblings. What's your story yeah. there? Uh, first of all, only dwarf in the family. Uh, so when people be like, "Oh, so your father and mother?" No, you don't. 
drive down a street in Fullerton where we're from and say, where did Brad grow up? Oh, it's the mushroom with the door in it. Like, that's <laughs> that's that, that's not the case. Uh, so, so there was, so, so did she know? Yes. Before she gave birth? Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, yes. They, but, <laughs> fun fact. Yeah. Uh, our doctor uh, did not tell my mom that I was going to be a little person. They knew. Uh, but they didn't. The doctors knew. Yeah, doctors knew, but didn't tell her for a while because a doctor, a strict practicing Catholic, thought that if he told her that your son's going to be a dwarf, that she would uh, end the pregnancy. Yeah, end yeah. it, uh, 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 and uh, uh, and so he didn't want it, that to happen. So he waited a little, a little beyond. So it was like third trimester, but they, but they knew before. Fun fact: medicine. Um, and so and. <laughs> And how did they tell her? And oh, how, yeah, yeah. And how was that? What was the reaction? Where are you in the family? What child? Uh, I'm I'm the baby. There's it, it, we're we're the cleavers. It's mom, dad, uh, sister, brother, and dog. Like that was growing up. That's what it was. And I was the baby in the family. And uh, so they told her, yeah, your son's gonna be a little person. And my dad awesome dude that he was uh he started going to these meetings that are uh lpa meetings little people of america and he would just sit in the back and he would listen and he would listen to all the uh little people gripe and while, what, while what his were... wife is pregnant yes okay and, uh -huh. and just like okay and then uh uh one day he stood up in a meeting and he said hey guys i've been coming to a few of these meetings uh you guys are just really angry you guys are just very mad and 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 i'm about to be a father of a little person um, is there anything good? Is there anything good? Or is this just all suck? Is there anything good that's happening? And uh, one dwarf came to my dad and said, yeah, everybody remembers you. Everybody remembers you. Everybody knows your name. And uh, now it's kind of interesting that I'm in the in yeah. a, sta a stand-up comedian because when people when people see me, no one just goes, oh, yeah, that guy, the uh, uh, white guy, the, uh, you know, he has the... No, everyone just goes, oh, yeah, the midget comic. And everyone knows who you're talking about. And I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. So it's, it, it, it sort of came full circle that way. And so how old were your, how old were your siblings were you when you were born? Uh, pretty much Irish twins with my sister. Um, so, yeah, she, she, I remember they came home and they were like... Hey, you know her name's Katie, and they're like, "Hey, Katie, this is your this is your baby brother." And then the story goes that she uh, uh, burst into tears and was like, "Put him back!" It was like very angry. But now me and my sister have a wonderful, great relationship. It's the it's her son, the nephew, that has now figured out that I'm oh. uh, popular. So uh, it's great. And uh, I, and the, how was it growing up awesome. in Orange County? And wonderful. I'm not this guy that comes on and goes, oh, I, had a, I grew up such a hard life. It's like, nah, it was pretty good. Uh, Orange County was good. I will tell you the thing that made it good is my dad realized that as a little person, when I go to school, I'm probably going to get picked on a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get bullied. So what my dad did is he would bully me first, but in a very supportive way. He would like make fun of me and then tell me, okay, hit me back with something hit me back oh, and wow. so i would like we would actually write jokes write comebacks together As you were like in elementary school yeah. that is awesome yeah so then when i got to school and, and, uh, and a kid made fun of me i was like oh i've trained for this moment i i'm i'm good so now i would have i would have comebacks and i would uh and i would say them to the kids and then a couple times i got sent to the principal's office for having the better joke <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like now when a, a, a heckler yells something out, I'm like, 
I'm fine. You don't think I've heard Lucky Charms before? <laughs> come on, dude. Like, come with it. Come strong to the hoop. So uh, I'm fine in the in the in those scenarios. It's sort of so. It, I yeah. mean, when did you realize like that I have a knack for performing and writing and comedy? And- very young, uh, very young. Because I was always doing plays, and I was always doing like uh, high school as an improv comedy. Like I don't know exactly the moment, but another thing. My dad taught me is uh, uh, so my dad. What did uh, your dad do for a living? Lawyer okay. and uh, successful one, and uh, so I'm good. I didn't grow up like we didn't grow up wanting. We're fine. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, my dad always told me that when it, when whenever he was uh, giving his depositions and arguing and stuff, he would insert jokes because it really lightened the tension, made him more memorable, and made him appear in a more favorable light. And so he kind of taught me. He's like, "Hey, when you meet someone, joke really fast, joke." So then they know that they're com- that you're comfortable and you're fine. And I was like, "Oh, that's good." And man, does that work? Like, because yeah. if if I meet someone and they don't know who I am or I'm a comedian or whatever, uh, I could tell. Sometimes people are nervous because they're like, "Yeah, how do I bring up the elephant in the room? Is he cool with it? Are we allowed to?" Like, so I will constantly like I'll break the ice with a joke, just a quick thing. And then they'll understand, like, oh, he's fine. Like, when I started doing comedy, I would do dwarf jokes almost Im- almost immediately. Because when I would go on stage and not do dwarf jokes, the audience would sit there kind of very uncomfortable, just kind of look around like, does he know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm aware. So now I come out, I make a joke real fast. They know I'm cool with it. They know it's okay to laugh. Now, now we can move on to other topics. And when was how old you? How old were you the first time that you got up on stage or decided I want to try to do stand up? Nineteen. Uh-huh. Nin- I was nineteen. I'm thirty nine now. I'm entering my twentieth year in stand up comedy. Which wow, and what that was your weird. first experience? Ooh, first experience was a good one. First experience, I was in the audience at the Brea Improv. There was a comedian on stage, and he started making midget jokes. Did not know I was there. And half the audience is laughing, and the audience that is sitting by me is like, like not laughing. And and as as you know, if half the audience is laughing, you know, okay, what's happening over here? So the comedian looks over and goes, what's happening? Like, you guys aren't laughing. And and he actually says, what, is one of them here? And I just went, yep, raised my creep little hand in the air. And uh, he called me up on stage. And uh, he started asking me questions. He didn't make fun of me, but he was just asking me questions. I answered the questions honestly. Was not trying to be funny at all. Just uh, like, uh, do you remember some of the questions? Yeah, he said, "What do you do for a living?" And I, and at the time, grew up in Orange County. I worked at Disneyland, <laughs> so I said, "I work at Disneyland." And the and the audience laughed. And then I turned to the audience and went, "Shut up! I'm not one of the seven. Yeah, and that made him laugh harder. And I was like, "Ooh, that felt good." That yeah. felt real good. Um, yeah. So then uh, after that, after, after that experience, making who you, the audience Who were you with that night? Uh, I was with my dad. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah And yeah. had you gone to, had you grown up watching a lot of comedy or yeah. going to comedy clubs? Yeah. Not going to comedy clubs, but just watching a ton of comedy. Yeah. Like, my dad introduced me to, like, uh, Jonathan Winters and Robin Williams and the Smothers Brothers. And, like, I was, I, I was aware and, like, 
Eddie Murphy Raw. I watched Eddie Murphy Raw and I was like 15. So did I. Well, Never I was, laughed me, so hard. Let me see. I mean, I went to the movie theater. You went to, to the see, movie theater to see it? I'm older than you, so yeah. I went to the movie theater to see it. Oh, wow. And I, I remember just being like, I mean, I definitely snuck in. How was that theater? Was it just like rolling? Like, was yeah, it, I just yeah, remember thinking this awesome. is the funniest. Is the raw one the one where you got an ice cream? and then, Or is that no, the one before it? Delirious. Delirious. Uh, delirious is yeah, that the, one. The delirious was the ice cream one, which was this joke that he had about the red suit. Yes, the and then that's delirious. Raw is the purple suit where he talks about McDonald's in the end. Yes, and and that one was a more sexual. I think. Yes, a little more dirty. Yeah, some of those um, jokes won't fly today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of the some of the jokes about oh, the, yes, now about about the gay guy on top of the cop car mm, not yeah. gonna fly. Uh, yeah, he doesn't say the word gay. <laughs> yes, yeah. And now I'm remembering. Um, okay, so you have that first amazing moment. Yeah. And you start to go, okay, this feels good. Yeah. Now, at 19, you're working at Disneyland. Are yep. you a full-time employee? Are you no. gonna go to school, or uh, what are you doing? I was going to school at USC. Oh, uh, you were? That's where I was. Yeah, fight on. And it, you're, you're a Trojan? I'm a Trojan. I didn't, didn't know that about you. All right, oh now we got this kinship. Yes. Uh, did you graduate? I did not. Yes, I did. Okay, I good did. for you. Congratulations. Okay. I was going to school, and then when that moment happened, I was like, I'm going to try stand-up. And oh, I mean, then, did you really have to quit school? Yes. <laughs> I some, uh, uh, So at that point... Um, I did comedy and school for about a year and a half, and then I got an opportunity to go on tour as uh, Carlos Mencia's opening act. Wow, then, only after a year and a half. Yeah. That is awesome. So how did that come about? Did he just see he was, you? He, he was the guy on stage where the full first moment happened. <gasps> that is so cute. Yeah. That is so sweet. I yeah. love that. And then he saw me about a year and a half later. And he was like, holy shit, you uh, actually saw- have chops. Yeah, he saw me at the Ontario Improv about a year and a half later. And uh, he, he goes, hey, I remember you. And I go, yeah, I, I, I started doing comedy. And he goes, you started doing comedy? And this th- this is during the meet and greet of the early show. Uh-huh. And he, and he goes, uh, do you want to do a guest spot on the late show? Just from there. And I was like... You were just there to see him? Yeah, I was just there to see him. Oh, that's awesome. And, he, and I go, okay. And I go on stage. I do like three, five minutes, whatever it is. And then uh, got off stage. And he goes, holy crap. Uh, I put you on stage because you're a midget. That's kind of funny. Uh, but you actually had jokes. And he goes, what are you doing next week? And he was playing the Fox Theater in Bakersfield, which I'm playing in February. Oh, so awesome. It's all coming full circle. Uh, but... Yeah, and then after that, yeah, I just started going on the road with him. So I, he was, he had just gotten mind of and see at that time, and was doing which a big, is TV show. Yeah, remember that? yeah, big national tour, and uh, he wanted me to be the opening act. So that's when I came to my parents, and I was like, "Hey, you know that?" Because you were going to be gone for a while. Yeah, I was going to be gone. And how was that being on tour so young with like and and ha- playing these big Massive venues? Crowds. Yeah, it was amazing. It was a uh, trial by fire for sure, and he's had. Awesome comics open for him, like uh, uh, Cristela Alonzo, Steve Trevino, Joe Coy, like all these comics. Like Joe Coy is, yeah, selling, selling out. So he really now. knows. He has a real eye for yeah, comic, and he yeah. really helps support his opening acts, which yeah. is really cool. So, uh, uh, yeah, so it, it 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 was a trip. I loved, but I also got just introduced to the road lifestyle and what it is, and uh, 
I don't, I don't know if this happens to you. People always ask me, like, oh, so when's this tour done? And I go, when I'm dead. Like, yeah. that's, that's when I'm off tour. If, if people ever come to my house and see my suitcase, they're like, oh, are you, are you just coming back or are you just heading out? And I go, yes, <laughs> to both. Because I'm always doing stuff. Now, this next tour coming up. It's huge. You have so many dates. Yeah. Literally uh, 70 cities, and that's just until July. And now we, we, we just announced some more dates. We're going to announce some more dates. Uh, and now what's the deal? When your agent calls you, do, yeah. do, do you turn anything down? It sounds it's like hard you don't. To. It's like <laughs> I come from a point where when you were the opening act or when you were starting off, it was like I didn't know. I, I was working one night. I didn't know when the next night was that I was yeah. going to work. So you just you said yes. You say yes to everything. And then. It's really hard for me now to turn down work because I still have that mentality. And especially, like, I remember driving from L.A. to San Jose to do the San Jose Improv to do a middle spot for a different comic. I made, like, $400 for two shows, and then I drove back that night because the club didn't get me a hotel. So that's six hours up, two shows, pound a Red Bull, six hours back. 400 bucks, 100 bucks was on gas. So, like, I remember that. Right, So, so, when, so when I'm coming from that and then they, they say, hey, they want you to play the whatever theater, uh, you know, they, they want you to play Terre Haute, Indiana. And I, I say, okay, I've never heard of that. But and they tell me the amount of money. I go, cool, we're doing it. And then, thankfully, Terre Haute showed up and they sold out the first show. So we got a second show there. But, like, awesome. yeah, 70 cities. We're going to announce... Uh, we're we're gonna announce now, do you more bring, countries. Do you bring? Oh, you're doing other countries. Yeah, Where are you going? we're gonna go to Australia. We're gonna go to. Have you ever been there? Yes, I've done comedy there, but I'm going back now. And we're gonna do England, and we're gonna do a tour of the UK. So yeah, all gonna be next year. So I really love my wife and kid. I would like to see them in the year 2025. <laughs> so see me on this tour. 2025, I'm not gonna be going out that much that's the plan yeah so i'm gonna be home more because i'm re- i'm really a big fan of my wife and kid i'd like to see them more um now in all in in your growth of becoming a stand-up and being yeah. so recognizable thank you like, for saying growth as a dwarf i never hear that <laughs> it's so nice Woo! getting the vapors okay what thank are you. some Sorry. um like TV things that I saw you did Reno 911. Yeah, Have you yeah, been yeah, offered yeah, yeah. through the years when when people like us were getting development deals? And what's mm. your sitcom and anything oh like that? Yeah, uh, uh, most of the stuff that I'm doing, I always really just focused on comedy. I got to do some amazing stuff. Got to do yeah uh, the Reno 911. Uh, it's a wonderful heist Christmas movie. Got to do my absolute dream job. I don't know if uh, a gig will ever. Be better than this. I got to work with uh, Christopher Guest on a movie called Mascots, which is on Netflix, and uh, I did a scene with Fred Willard. Uh, oh my God, how amazing! Peace. And he's just it, now. If, if you're familiar with how Christopher Guest movies work, they are yeah. improvised movies, and um, you have a basic outline of the scene. They say, "All right, it starts here, it ends here." Whatever same with happens. Reno 911. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, very, yeah, very similar. Uh, 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 same with Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. And that's how Christopher Guest works. And I was like, cool, I'm going to improvise a scene with Fred Willard. And at the time, Fred may have been in his either late 70s or early 80s. And I go, okay, so I so I got to carry this scene. I got to be like the energetic one because Fred's older. Nope. <laughs> Fred was so over the top 
that if you watch the scene, I'm I tone it way down and I'm playing the straight man because I'm like, oh, Fred's Fred's the crazy one, and because he's a damn genius and. Uh, shame on me for thinking I was gonna steal the scene from Fred Willard. No, not a chance in hell. Genius man, even nicer human. I and, met him at some stand-up yeah. charity thing, and he was so sweet. Oh, yeah, what a sweet man. So, uh, yeah, that was the dream gig. There's a couple other acting gigs that have come and gone, but for the most part, and I especially learned this with the strike that just happened. I like being a comedian. I like being in charge of my own stuff. I feel like if you're funny, you'll always work. Will you work in the ways necessarily that you want to? We never get what we think we deserve, but you'll work. If you're really good, you'll work. I don't want to uh I don't want to be determined on a casting director somewhere to be like, yeah, that's what we need. Or, I don't I just want to be able to control it. Now, I got a few things in development right now that are very exciting. If they go, great. Wonderful! I'll be thrilled to work on them. If they don't, eh, I'll I'll do stand up. Yeah, and that and and that's what I love because you go on stage and you crack a joke and you get that immediate feedback and then you know I do a meet and greet after the show. I'll even do the meet and greets for the theaters. It'll take a while, but uh, I'll do it. And uh, I mean, it's hard for me not to want to say hi to these people at the end of the show. They're paying my mortgage. So yeah. so thank you, everyone, for coming out to the shows. And what's like the most um, heartwarming or oh, type Jesus. of thing that happens when someone comes up to you after that okay. you how you've touched their life or their um, children's life? This one. I Okay. I'm, I might get emotional even telling the story, but I'll, I'll, I'll try not to. Uh, there was a guy who came up to me, uh, uh, and he handed me some military patches and uh, some pins and 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 a, and a coin. He was a man. He was with two sons, and he said, "Here." And I go, "Oh, what are these?" And he goes, "Oh, well, these are my patches. These, this is my medal. This is my." And I'm like, "Whoa, that's your stuff. Like you earned that. Take it. Take it back, please. Thank you, but take it back. That's your stuff. I didn't serve. <laughs> That'd be really bad of all dwarf army. Uh, and I say, so please take it back." And he goes, no, you, you don't understand. These are my sons. If I don't find your comedy, they don't have a dad right now. He goes, I was on the brink. I was about to end it all. I was li literally was sitting in my room and with a, a loaded weapon, and I was about to end it. And randomly, your stuff came on Pandora, and I laughed. And that was the first time I laughed in forever. And I put the gun down, and I kept listening to you, and I kept laughing. And that's when I thought, yeah, I can keep going. And he's telling me this in a line, and I'm just like, oh. ah. I have, like, chills all through yeah. my body. That yeah. is so amazing. Yeah, I've heard, I've, I've heard stuff like that. Um, that's that's when, when someone comes up to you and says stuff like that. Uh, there, there was. Uh, I, I did the Montreal Comedy Festival, and uh, there was a little person there who came up to me in the hotel, and he's like Brad Williams, and he and he comes up to me, and he says, "Dude, I I just, I just gotta say, thank you so much. Like I like I started doing comedy because I saw you do comedy, and I heard it, and I started doing comedy. I was like, that's awesome. And he goes, yeah, and this year is my first year at the Montreal Comedy Festival, and I was like, oh. Damn! Like he got accepted in the festival, 
and he started doing comedy from watching me do comedy. It's like that's when you that that's when that's when things really that's when it puts in perspective like oh i'm just doing this because it's just like anything else it's seeing, a job. seeing an image of yourself yeah on tv or in a profession that you didn't normally see an image of yourself doing yeah. it's a really important and it makes you go oh well that person looks like me and they're they're a doctor or that person yeah. is Representation you know, a comedian is very or important. acting or so I why shouldn't I be able to do it now? Exactly. So, yeah. And and I that those are the things that really get me when I go, Oh, it's not just me on stage every night telling jokes. Now when I think back to my heroes growing up, you know, your Robin Williamses, your Jonathan Winters, your John Elway, still a sports reference. Uh uh like I the way I looked at them, now someone can be looking at me that way and that's a that's a lot of pressure a lot of responsibility but then also a great motivator because you don't want to let them down so you just, I, mean, you just I remember keep going. being like 10 and watching eddie murphy on like a call-in show mm -hmm. and he was already you know somewhat famous but young yeah. So it was like on SNL or whatever. Yeah. And somebody called in. It was a woman. And she's like, I just want to say, I always said if I ever had a chance to talk to you, I would. And she goes, if a couple of years ago was the worst day of my life. Yeah. My son had died that day. And I oh. said, I will never, ever laugh again. I turned on the TV and you were doing Gumby, his character of Gumby. <laughs> yeah. SNL, yeah. And I just remember being very young, being like, I don't know, it just really hit me. Like I can remember it like yesterday. I mean, like if yeah. you can have a gift or a career or something that can make someone laugh Yeah. on the worst day of their life where they said, I'm going to either end my life or yeah. never want to laugh again. Yeah. That is, when people say, why do you do it? I like literally decided, because I knew I was like funny young. Yeah. I didn't know how, when people would say like my, my teacher in high school was like, I don't know why you're going to USC, you should be a standup. And I was like, I know I imitate all these teachers and stuff. I didn't understand how strangers would find me funny. Right. I didn't get that there's a process of setting up a joke and explaining a yeah, little bit. Of course not. And then, um, and so I, and then when I was in college, like I was like, oh my god, like everyone would come down and want to hear like the recap of the night in the sorority house. They'd be like, did we miss you know breakfast with Heather? And oh, I remember that's going, so funny. how can I make this a career? Yeah. I just want to recap a night. <laughs> and then look at this. <laughs> Figured it out. You figured out how to make this a Maybe career. It might take a minute, but that's, it did uh, work it, out. That, yeah. that, that's so great. And now we're yeah. living in such a wonderful time where for anyone listening to this going, well, I have this I, I, I have this weird skill like that, that nobody really knows about. How do I make money on it? You can. I'm on chiropractic TikTok all the time. I okay? love. Wait, do you love chiropractic TikTok? Love wait, chiropractic do you go TikTok. To the, do you, what, my favorite is the Cot OC chiropractor. I went to him. Have you been to him? Yeah. I haven't been to him yet, but I've oh, seen him. But it's cute, too. I know. Damn cheekbones. But you know what? I kind of, okay, I have a thing where I'm like, I literally watch it and I feel like it relaxes me. I think it could yes. be psychological. Yes. I Same. The exact same. I watch chiropractic TikTok videos of just people getting their backs cracked. And I've talked to my chiropractor. Yeah, I go to a chiropractor um, I, about it. And he goes, you know, they, they, they fake the cracking noises. And I go, I don't care. I'm a fan of pro wrestling. Okay? I it's used to fine. get so off on And also if like my sons, yeah. you know, because some people just have a more crackle back. Like if my son is like... With, uh. And I'm like, oh my god, thank god you let me hear that. And I even used to, you know, when like the bubble, the bubble pops that come yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I used to just go like, 
I did yes. to myself. I'd go, I'd act like just, it's such a weird thing. It's a weird relief. And I remember I asked Dr. Drew, I go, could I be addicted to like back cracking and hearing back cracking? And he's mm-hmm. like, would you leave your family for it? And I'm like, I guess no. no. He goes, no, it's not an addiction. Okay. So I'm like, okay, it's not. It's something that makes you feel good. But it is a little weird. But it, I'm it, glad I'm not the only one. It's a little weird. <laughs> but thankfully, uh, the, the, the thing that makes you feel some relief yeah isn't anything that's damaging to other people you know I, I, so it's fine um it's not, I, it's not self-destructive no one ever but i do you like cracking other people i don't but i like being cracked i like, like i watching like it. i like both so, so you a, crack other people i'm a versatile <laughs> okay I, okay i like to crack and be cracked and i used to like I'd crack my kids' backs too. Really? And, and then I just do the go, thing where like you pick them up. No, the one, I two, lay three. them down and I just go like that. I okay, do the breathing okay, okay. thing and I lay them down. Okay. And then you know, and then and then I was like, is this like a little weird? Because I remember like one time my son's like, I don't want to do that weird thing we do anymore. And I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> oh no. This Not sounds really weird. creepy. Great. He's um, gonna be in therapy in yeah. ten years, being like, then my mom told me to lay down and yeah, crack yeah. my back. Like some like he like he's gonna need physical therapy or because like a little kid crackable back is like pretty great. (laughs) Well, they'll snap back. They'll fine. They're 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 gonna be okay. It is um no, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's so it's so funny the things that you find relief in. Uh uh uh, my wife watches a lot of those like, um, I describe it as like ASMR baking. Like it's oh, like, yeah, this... like yeah, like and and you hear like every yeah. noise of the pan going in and the thing it. frying. That's and, like really yeah, that's yeah. Calming. She, she watches that and that cools her down. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here like yeah, break his neck. <laughs> like, <laughs> and once someone explained to me because the first time I got my back cracked and someone you know they did the neck thing and yeah. I'm like I died right like I died yeah my head popped off and you're like no it's literally impossible to do the thing that you see in the movies like it cannot happen like the the amount of force that has to and they did the whole thing i'm like okay i'm good now like once someone explained to me that you know all the chuck norris movies i've watched where he, where he just goes hurt and like breaks a neck he goes that's not real I, oh, I, I, yeah. I, I go great i'm comfortable now crack away crack away go nuts <laughs> i'm 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 good I'm fine. And um, how did you meet your wife? Oh, I met my wife. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Here's a juicy scoop for you. Uh, I met my wife uh, on an app. Uh, I had to move to San Francisco uh, nope. to do a, a radio show um, that lasted about three months. I tried to do morning radio what year for was about that? three months. This is like, okay, so we've been together for like 10 years. So, so yeah, like 2014, 15. Okay. Um, Move, move. So you got offered a radio show, and yeah. you're like, I want this steady gig. Yes. Sounds I w- great. I want to get off the road. I, I okay. don't want to be on flights every week. What I, what I, what I realized, the only thing I didn't like more uh, than uh, flights is waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning uh, to be on air by 5.30, and then after you've done four hours of trying to be funny with no sleep, then a program director who's never been funny in their entire lives uh, sit, sits you down and goes, okay, let's... Go through the entire show and every joke that you made and and oh really? Did you think that was funny? I go yeah, I did. <laughs> and and if there was an audience, they would have laughed too. And it was not for me. Oh my god! God bless I can't the morning radio imagine. people. I love morning radio do you, guys. Do you, now you don't have to do yeah. that. I kind of feel like that was one good thing I've talked about with this comedians that. 
that kind of died with COVID was not <laughs> having to do yeah. the morning radio really anymore like we used to have to do. Yeah, there there are still a few guys and girls out there that even if I'm sold out, like there's it's worth it. I Just, st- I yeah. still go in. Uh, uh, I I could go through them. The uh, DVE show in Pittsburgh. Uh, um, uh, uh, Lewis and Kathy. Uh, the guys from Philly. Uh, darn it, I don't know their names. Uh, but yeah. yeah, there's there's bunch of radio shows that, that, no, that no yeah. matter what I will still go in they're a, they're a, they're a blast yeah um but yeah so I was doing morning radio I didn't like it but we had a bit on the air where we were talking about me meeting people and because I didn't know anyone in San Francisco so we would I, I would go on dating apps to to meet people just as friends just to be yeah. like hey I'm new in this city. I want to make a friend. Now there's literally an option on Tinder yeah. where you could like, no, I this is not sexual. I, I just want to, yeah. I just want to meet a friend. Now there's like, yeah, a, a friend of mine goes on Bumble all the time and just goes on friend dates. I think that's so important. It's wonderful. I think it's so great. It's yeah. so great. Yeah. But then I was doing it, you know, old school style. Yeah. Uh, but then a listener called in and, and suggested an app called a uh, uh, Field, F E E L D, and I looked it up. And this is for, uh, all right, get ready, listeners. This is for people that are trying to have uh, threesomes. Okay. And multiple partners. All right, that's the sound of some of your listeners uh, signing off and going to download the app. But, um, yes, this is a real app. I went on there. I matched with two women. We're all going to go out together. One of the women, uh, uh, last minute, didn't show up. I'm imagining because she looked at my profile and was like, oh, his whole body fits in the default photo. No. I'm good, and she didn't show up. Uh, but uh, I messaged the other woman and said, "All right, we lost one. Do you want to still go out?" And she said, "Yes." And uh, two two years to the day of that date, I proposed to that woman. Do and you guys do threesomes? We have. Oh. Back in the day, with the kid, it's very difficult, and not you're you're not really in the mood after you've been you know uh, cleaning up shit all day. Yeah, yeah. So not really feeling sexy that you want to invite someone else in. But we used to, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was great. It was all, like, you know, both of us had to be really on board. There were times when, of course, I was on board, and she was like, not tonight. I'm like, cool, fine. And obviously, finding a partner, that's a whole other deal. But uh, how, do you, how would you find the partners? Uh, they, sometimes they would be at shows, at bars, at just whenever. Would you talk about it on the stage? Would people know that, like, I have. would you hint kind of to I like have. put the feelers out? It's kind of cheesy to do that, but uh, well, why? Why not I, just kill two I, birds with one I stone? I did at some point. I feel bad saying that, but I did. Um, but the thing is, is like, I'm I'm a firm believer in whatever your kink is, right. your weird thing is. If it doesn't hurt anybody, if everyone involved is a consenting adult, great. Yeah, let your freak flag fly. There's some weird stuff on Pornhub, Heather. Okay, there's some weird stuff. I wouldn't know. I've never it, been on in my life. Sure. No, and I really haven't. Really? I really never, haven't. Never. Never. I don't even know how to get on. Never. You know how to get on. No, no. I don't. I. What do you just Google for? I literally yeah. don't know. Google tits. Stuff comes up. No. Google. Well, like, do you like have the a- only porn that I've ever really watched was like. Really, in the be- like the beginning of our of our marriage, we had mm-hmm. Cinemax, and I loved. Oh, that. Cinemax! That's like softcore. I, so I like that. that. Okay, well, we used to just like we would be like, oh, I think this was filmed in your house, you know, because we like <laughs> live in the valley. And Probably I'd be was. like, I'd be like, no, that's Northridge. Yeah. I know where that is Probably in Northridge. Was. And um, 
Yeah, but no, not now. No, you don't have to expose it. But like, do you do you have a kink or 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 are you pretty Besides just like the back crack kink? Oh, the back crack kink. Um, okay. Like like no, but like I I mean I I just missionary I think, with I mean, eye contact. No, no, you're but fine. I, I think I think threesomes. I I would never do a threesome, but I think a threesome yeah. is a pretty not freaky like to, in this world i don't yeah. think it's like that like oh like i don't think it's that shocking it seems like a lot of people yeah. myself no but a lot of people As, have partaked and yeah whether it's a one time it seems like uh, most people i know if it's happened it's yeah. uh it's vegas it's balls a lot of yeah vegas. we had one in vegas yeah that was that, that was that, that was that <laughs> but one of them my friends are like any friend i know that had a threesome it always was in vegas yeah it's always let's do it in vegas and if you're a couple out there and you're thinking about it i will give you this tip what are the M- what are the tips rules set the rules in advance set the rules of what you're comfortable with because there's so the rules could be what well that you the... can like like some people are like okay you can't penetrate the girl but you can penetrate yeah. me and I and but the girl can do something with you and I can do something with the girl but you can't so yeah. that is that a common yeah. rule that's, that's like a, a common that's a common rule okay. so find out and then other people are like I don't care you can screw the girl it doesn't matter yes. yeah but so, you have to know that up front because then it's like discuss that yeah and also when when you discuss that let's say your uh your uh partner says yeah you do whatever you want with the with the other person um if you do and then that partner doesn't feel comfortable like they thought they were gonna be comfortable but then they're not comfortable have a safe word or something that you can say that was like whoa thought i was gonna be good not good stop like we have to have that because then it's not fun anymore if one partner is just harboring these ill feelings while you're having fun not good. Not good. Not 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 gonna be fun. So, the advice I would always put out is just constant communication with your partner. Make sure everyone is on the same page. Also, uh, uh, be on the same page for what happens afterward. Is this a person that? All right, you are not allowed to talk to this person anymore. Can you talk to this person anymore? Are they a friend? Are they just a random? Do they stay a random? Like, and what is your suggestion? I would think it should always be randoms, and it should always be a one and done. For the, for the most part, that's safe. That's pretty safe. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, because, the, God forbid, someone yeah. starts hitting it off <laughs> with the yes. person. Whether it's the girls yes. start hitting it off or you start hitting it then, yes. then the jealousy. And- yes. And, oh, also, as a, uh, as a man, um, I will say this to the men that might be involved in one of those, if, if, if it's like a male and two, two female thing, it's not about you. Maybe it's your birthday and they make it about you, but it's not about you. It's not. It's not going to be like the pornos you watch where the girls are just, just like fighting over it. They just it's like, they, like they've never seen a penis. Yeah, yeah it's not going to be that. The girls are there mostly to have fun with each other. Enjoy that. Now, be would, happy that you're in now. The room. Would you? Uh, <laughs> would you ever do two guys and a girl? Uh, I have not with my wife. Um, I've never done that with her, and uh, I don't think I could be. I don't. I don't think I could do that with her. But I've I've been in one of those situations. That was interesting. <laughs> not a huge fan of those. Right. <laughs> not not a fan. It it's I feel I, it, it's weird to be like having your fun and then you look up and there's just a dude just staring at you like. Yeah. Now that was that a dude you knew? No, 
It was never a dude I knew. Uh, 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 but then and was then, all. I feel like all of this was after. Yeah. Saturday night show. Yeah. There, there's been a lot of. <laughs> you did after a Thursday. Shows. You did a two Friday. You did a two Saturday. And then some and then stuff happened that Saturday. Yeah. And then a uh, uh, that a. Uh, and when was couple, the flight? Yeah. Was it with a flight later in the day on Sunday? Sunday six a.m. So you guys got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> that 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 helps when you have the flight to be like, hey, I know it's afterward and it's three o'clock in the morning and you guys want to stay over, but I gotta leave in an hour. So deuces. Get out I, of here. I love your energy because that's like the <laughs> last thing I want to do after five show weekend. Yeah. Is to have to be doing a choreographed routine. <laughs> like nothing. So I'm just like, please let me get in my room and take off these heels and these yes. eyelashes and crawl into my bed and yes. watch Dateline. Yes. And, and okay. So I would say that uh, 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 for women, I absolutely get that because you just said. Two things that I never had to do. I, I never had to take off the heels. I, or the I, lashes. I, I never had to take off the lashes. So, like, get the face off. Like, once like once you add that step in a... Di- like, yeah. I just come in and I collapse on the bed and I'm good. Yeah. You know, so, yes. Once you add those steps, I could totally see why you're just like, no, I'm, I'm tired. I got more... St-. Like, the show is done and then there's a whole process to get ready for bed. So, I totally get it. Totally understand. Um... That. Okay, so I love it. So you have this special. Yep. Now, when you do a special, how many specials have you had? All right. I have uh, two that were on Showtime, then were bought by Amazon Prime. You can still watch them there. They're called Fun Size and Daddy Issues. They're on Amazon Prime. Watch them. One on Netflix. uh, That's called The The Degenerates. That's a bunch of comics saying X-rated stuff, and we all do about a half hour. Uh, So so technically three, three specials. This would be my fourth. And once, like, you tape your special, yeah. are you one of those comments that are comics that are like, "This is I will never say this joke again yep. for the rest of my life." If someone calls it out during a show, I'll do it. I'll do a jukebox. Like a bit, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a bit I do about uh, how I I hate it when guys pee at the short urinal because that's my urinal. Like, you don't think it's your? It's mine. Back away from it. Yeah. Um, there's a bit I do about that that some people call out yeah i did a military joke about an experience i had on a black hawk helicopter uh where a guy had to throw me in uh i don't dwarves don't like being tossed don't do that um but sometimes people call those jokes out yeah that's fine i'll do the bit yeah if if it makes you happy great there's a bunch of people in the audience that probably haven't heard the joke before yeah fine but for the most part like so this special it's all out the window so when you watch the special and enjoy it and then go, we we gotta see that guy live, you're gonna see all new material when I you love go it. when when you go to BradWilliamsComedy.com and see all see all the tour dates and, and man. Let me are tell they a you what you have dates. going on. Please do. In in January. January. So exciting. You're gonna be in Santa Barbara. Yeah, Lobero Theater. That's where I Very shot fun nice. size. And then oh we, my God, we sold out the first show, and now we added a second show on. And then you're in Sacramento. Crest I've done the Theater. Crest Theater. I've done that. Yeah, sold you're... out the first show, added a second one. Love it. Yep. Uh, you're in San Diego. Balboa Theater. Still a few tickets available for that one. And then you're off to Florida, Tempe in February. Yeah. So many. Um, yeah. God, I mean, so many dates. So yeah. many dates. And then I wanted to make sure that I yes. hit uh, in February. February uh, ninth is the Fox Theater in Bakersfield. February tenth is the Ace Hotel here in Los Angeles. The theater at the Ace Hotel. Oh, yeah, awesome. Beautiful theater. Uh, I saw Coldplay there, and now I'm gonna be playing there. That's weird. What's uh, that date? Uh, February tenth. 
Awesome. Fe- February 10th. So get tickets to that one. I want that one to be packed. And yeah, then, there's the Instagram. There's the, It's Brad Williams Comic. And as you can see, hanging out at 349,000 followers. So Juicy Scoops, Oh, we're gonna let's, get, let's we're get this up to 350. <laughs> let's get this up to 350. Let's get a nice even number. I'm a little OCD that way. I hate that it's at 349. Let's get it up to 350. Or if like... Or, or if like 9,000 and yeah, you want to bail. Yeah, let's do 360. Yeah, and, oh, and you no. want to go down. No, and you want to no, go down to 340, dead. that's fine. Oh, yeah, 350, 360. Let's get it up. <laughs> um, well, thank you. I'm so glad you came. This thank is really you. good to like get your whole juicy life story. It was very yeah. nice, inspiring, and hilarious. So thank you. And, and, I'm excited and for your tour. It's going to be amazing. I, I love it when fans come to my show and they tell me about all the other comedians that they support and that they love, and your name comes up a bunch. You have a lot of juicy scoopers that, oh, are, I love it. that, that are coming out to my shows. And it just it makes me happy when people like other comedians because it's like, oh, this isn't like – I don't want comedy to be like, a, I like this guy or girl, right. so now I can't like anybody else. No, it's comedy. Yeah. No one likes one band. Like, right. like all the bands. Like I all the comedians. It. Consume your show. Consume my show. Listen to podcasts. Watch everyone's specials. Find the comedians that speak to you, however they do, and enjoy their stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I and I really dig your fans. They're always very kind. I have the best. I really do. I have the, the most, They're so supportive. They're so sweet. They're smart. They bring their family, they bring their friends, they introduce yeah. people, they share it. So I, I love it. Do they I'm bring you gifts? Do you, do you get gifts? I do get some gifts. Those are fun. I get wine. I get wine. like homemade food. And someone's like, you're not supposed to eat that food. I'm like, uh, this woman, I know she knows how to make a brownie. And yeah. I'm eating this brownie. I'm eating this brownie. <laughs> I'm eating this brownie. It's fine. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's all, right. all good. What's yeah. the weirdest gift you've ever gotten? Because, all right, I'll Tell give you me time yours, to think Because I don't it. think I really, I don't really get anything weird. I get good stuff. Yeah, I just got one that yeah. blew my mind. Um, sometimes people, uh, one person on my keychain right now uh, is a, a, a keychain that someone made. And they saw a photo of me and my daughter on my Instagram and like made oh, it into a keychain. Yeah, I've had that. That's so sweet. Oh, it's the best. One person did a painting yeah. of my daughter, which was oh like, my gosh. it's hanging in my house. Uh, so that's cool. Weirdest one. Uh, someone gave me a custom-made shillelagh. What's which, that? It's like an it, it's, it's it's an, like a musical thing. No, no it's what an is... it's an Irish death hammer. Oh, it's a weapon, <laughs> but like they made it for me. It, it looks like a walking stick, but it's got a huge knob, and then they put spikes on the on the shaft of it. This is so now that's under my bed. So if you ever break into my house. <laughs> Uh, that's that you're 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 gonna have a dwarf swinging a shillelagh at you. So yeah, I think that's actually was a really good gift for you. Then. Yeah, Irish Death Hammer. Which, by the way, if if you're out there and you're starting a band, Irish Death Hammer, great name. That is great a- name for a band. Hope hope to see you at Coachella. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Heather. That's awesome. Let's do a. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.